The following episode of Shower for the Soul contains language or subject matter that might not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Shower for the Soul, a podcast where we explore today's issues affecting our mental health and well-being. It's all about life, health, and wealth, and us. Grab a chair and a spot around the table, and let's start sharing. Now, here's our host, Shane Fame Alexander. And we're back. <laughs> that was a really long commercial break. What's going on? Shane Alexander here, Shower for the Soul. Second season's kicking off today. And I'm feeling good about it. It is uh, February 12th, 2020. Happy New Year. There's that also. Uh, so many things have happened since I last joined you. And we will bring you up to speed on all of that coming up uh, today on the episode. And I also want to talk about um, the stigma of therapy, which will be coming up in just a few moments. Uh, but I'm just looking at this salt lamp that I've had for a while. I bought it, I think, two years ago from Amazon, and it helped me sleep. This is before I got into the oils, which we'll be talking about later on this season, by the way. And um, But yeah, the salt lamp, um, I brought it into the studio today because I do need more light in here. So if any company is listening that maybe, you know, makes salt lamps... Let me know, and you can send me some, please. Thank you. And, yeah, so I'm just looking at the salt lamp. It just uh, chills me out. I'm going to do an Insta store right now showcasing my salt lamp because it's just so pretty. <laughs> so let me just do this really quickly. My new-ish salt lamp is in the shower the soul uh offices here in London, Ontario, broadcasting live. There you go. And I'm going to post that. By the way, you can always reach, see me on Instagram at uh, sftspodcst. That's cftspodcst. And I just got an email. Alrighty, I'll take care of that in a bit. Uh, let's just talk about Kobe before we get into anything else, okay? So that was two weeks ago now, and I was at my local, and it was the afternoon, and I was sitting at the bar. I was the only one sitting at the bar, and I was checking my phone, and I was on Facebook, and I saw the post about Kobe. And I literally spoke out loud and said, what the fuck? I had no idea if it was true. I was clueless. It was just way out there for me to believe that this could be going on to Kobe Bryant. So after 10 minutes of trying to find the true story of everything, I found out it was indeed true and that um, eight other people were on board of the plane and what happened and it was just you know um 
I'm not the big biggest base basketball guy, you know. Um, but I knew how important Kobe was, and as someone who didn't like basketball, I knew how cool Kobe was. Um, and um, what also hurt me even more than just like the fan aspect of it was that he lost his child along uh was well this child was with him on the plane and um you know that whole girl dad slant of the story um it just just broke my heart so my thoughts with uh, with the bryant family as always so i'm going to talk about today what i've been going through so before i get into the stigma of therapy and tell you a story about um, my dealings with therapy um, since I was a teenager. Uh, let's talk about how I visited a doctor just before Christmas. And let me just preface this by saying that everything's good. I'm fine. Nothing's happening. I'm recording this stu- this show from my studio and not the hospital, so it's all good. It's just that I... It was kind of scary. I got to admit, it was scary because um, I'm a... I'm a healthy guy, you know, I'm basically a vegetarian and I exercise and I walk a lot and, or I used to walk a lot, but you know, it's not that I'm unhealthy, but it, you know, when you're 41 years old and your heart starts going erratic, then you kind of get worried. So that's what happened. And I'm going to fill you in right now with what happened over my Christmas break with my heart. Welcome to Storytime. This is where I share true tales. So on Tuesday, December 17th, I spent the day with unfamiliar heart palpitation and ended up in the emergency room. The doc said I needed to quit coffee for now. The heart palpitation started a few days before. I never had experienced anything to do with a heart being wacky, so this caused me to worry. The beatings were off, my shoulder was getting tight, of course I was thinking the worst. Before the palpitations began in the morning, the first couple of days I shrugged it off as being something to do with how I slept on my side. On the fourth day, I started to get them in the afternoon, which never happened before. This is when I decided to go to the walk-in doctor. While there, the doctor asked me a bunch of questions. As soon as I told him that my family has a history of heart palpitations and a shoulder issue, he told me to go straight to the emergency room to get an EKG. My worries were legitimized. I scooted over to the hospital. Within an hour of getting to the hospital, I had been seen by the registration nurse and got an EKG done, only if the rest of the night went that fast. Seven hours later, I was told to cut out everything that's good in life, chocolate and coffee. Shmeesh, it's just 300 bucks. What is that, like 100 cups of coffee? That's it! I'm getting 100 cups of coffee, starting now. Coffee machine, one cup of coffee, please. 
Smells good. Yeah, I'll have a coffee. Guppy, trout, mermaid, or... Whale, please. Fresh in your coffee, sir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it coming. Put the pot down. Get away. This isn't Yemeni. It's Sulawesi. And the cup's shaking. I don't want my coffee shaking. You seem a tad wound up, buddy. And your face is greasy. Real greasy. You been up all night? Of course I've been up all night. Not because of caffeine. It was insomnia. I couldn't stop thinking about coffee. I need a nap. <laughs> coffee time! Personally speaking, I thought it was all due to stress. Not caffeine at all. But I wanted to play along, be a good patient. But before we talk about how I quit caffeine for 10 days, let's find out why we should quit caffeine. Palpitations can be caused by stress, caffeine, and certain medications. Even though heart palpitations may feel uncomfortable and be worrisome, they're usually harmless. In rare cases, heart palpitations can be a symptom of a heart condition, like an irregular rhythm, which is also called an arrhythmia. There are times, however, that people may report having palpitations and still have a completely normal underlying heart rhythm. If you want to check out my experience with not having caffeine for 10 days, go to the website at shanefame.com. But now, let's find out why I had to wear a halt monitor. Let me talk a little bit about different type of monitor. As I said earlier, in order to make a diagnosis, you need to have a recording. One of the most frustrating things patients can experience when they first begin having arrhythmia is that by the time you get to the doctor, the arrhythmia is gone. It's like taking a car to the mechanics and it's not doing what it was doing at home. So the mechanic can't figure out if the car isn't doing what it was doing wrong. Same thing in the, in the doctor's office when your heart is not doing whatever was bothering you, the heart can be completely normal and you will never make a diagnosis. Therefore, we have something called ambulatory monitoring. A holder monitor is one type of ambulatory monitoring where you have electrodes placed on your chest, it's connected to a recording device, and you wear that continuously for a day or two days or up to a week. During that time, if you should have an episode, it will be recorded. Sometimes arrhythmias occur very infrequently, say once every two weeks. One day or one week monitor might miss it, then you go to a 30-day monitor. The halter monitor meeting was Monday. The visit was painless. I arrived really early, thinking they'd be able to squeeze me in before the scheduled meeting time. They did not, but that wasn't such a big deal. The nurse advised me of a few key points to remember, not to shower with it on and to write in my diary. She stuck on a few stickers, stuck on a few wires, and gave me a fanny pack-like contraption to carry around the monitor in. I walked out, not looking like I was wearing a mini computer underneath my shirt. And from what I saw, no one else that came walking out from that office did either. The halter monitor was super small and easy to hide. When the time came to go, I really needed to go. But how was I supposed to do this? See, the power cord was situated by my waist. And this would mean that I would have to go to the washroom 
with the cord being held by me in a certain way so it wouldn't get dirty. And this was very uncomfortable positioning. And as a result, uh, my arm needed a good massage after. After tricky maneuvering, it was a successful mission, uh, just not a mission that I would want to do a lot. The next tricky part would be sleeping. See, I sleep on both sides, turning all night long. I made a subconscious effort not to turn onto my left side where the monitor was. It worked, well, kinda, and the pager-like device still got in the way. Not to mention the cords on my chest that made it really hard for me to do anything with my arms. I took a pill and headed to bed just after 11 p.m. Just like the washroom deal, I was trying to put off sleeping for as long as I could. Even with the sleeping pill, my night was full of scratching and half dreams and insomnia. All in all, I maybe had three hours of sleep. What I learned during this whole process was to listen to your body. It doesn't matter how crazy it might sound to a trained professional. It's your body and you know what it does. If you find it doing something it usually doesn't do, get it checked out. The slight discomfort of wearing a halter monitor for 24 hours is worth it if it means it will save your life. Now from the heart to the matters of the heart. The whole meaning behind this show is to be honest and to share each other's problems and listen to each other and um, learn from everyone. But I think on Bell Lots Talk Day, I posted the most honest entry I've done so far on the site. And I guess this is going to be the most honest I'm going to be on the show since it started. I posted an article on Bell Lots Talk Day about me currently seeing a therapist. And it wasn't the first time I've been seeing a therapist. Back in 1998... Uh, my whole world was rocked. My parents got divorced. And like any teenager going through this news, I thought my world was ending. So my mom had hookups at the York Central Hospital. And I was able to see a therapist pretty quickly. And uh, it so I lived beside the hospital but be between the hospital and my house was one long street and a park and a ravine and a few other houses <laughs> so the walk between my house and the hospital 10 minutes if I had to go through the ravine which I really loved I walked there all the time that was like the shortcut to get to Young Street too so I would use it all the time and I made a day of it. 
because even from the very first time when, you know, in the midst of my world ending, I thought going to, walking to the hospital to talk to a stranger about my innermost feelings and about my life and about my family life was the best thing ever. I never really thought going to therapy was this big deal. Maybe it's because, you know, I've always wanted to be in radio and I always like talking to people, you know. Um, I just like sharing too. So uh, I, maybe it's that. I don't know. I just never thought that therapy was a huge deal. Uh, and that, Which is why later on I never understood why people are so afraid to talk about therapy and you know but um yeah i went to see a therapy therapist uh back in 1998 um and that went really well uh he was a good match for me and i made a day out of it so i got up and listened to mood music that would get me in, in the in the mood to talk um and i i wouldn't overthink the session i know people get up and they're like, oh, okay, I'm going to talk about this with the therapist and this and this, with the therapist and this, and, and then I'm going to battle this and this and this. I found the more I was not ready was the more I was prepared. Kind of like what Macho Man, the master plan is to be not, not to have a plan, right? And that's how I rolled uh, with sessions. I didn't really think of what was going on or what we were going to deal with. I went in there and the therapist asked me, how was your week? And I told him. And then we kind of just rolled with the punches. And they were all good sessions. I mean, there were a couple of sessions where we just talked about radio. Um, and never really got into the, the meat of stuff. But it all had a meaning. You know, like, uh, I guess you have to always have those couple of sessions where you're just shooting the shit to get that comfort, comfort level. So, yeah, that happened. And then um, I was fine for like a decade. <laughs> and then uh, then it was 2007. Um, I was addicted to alcohol. I was drinking all the time and I had to see someone for that. And that was in Richmond Hill again. I was not with the same therapist, with someone else. That didn't go as good as I thought it would. So the following year, I still had some feelings from 2007 bottled up. And so I went to see a better one. She was in Oakville. And uh, she was really good. But there was more personal things happening. There was a girl was part of this story now and... Again, addiction and not knowing where I am in life and me doing collections and a lot of things were happening at that time. So um, I just needed to get stuff off my chest. Same thing happened in 2015, but that, again, that was with addiction. Um, and I just needed to get stuff off my chest. This time I needed to get stuff off my chest and I didn't know if it was bad enough for me to physically go and see someone. 
uh, I think I just need some rewiring right now. Uh, life is good. I mean, I have a podcast. I'm pretty reasonably happy guy, except for this heart thing. And, um, yeah, it's just, you get, every few years I get in those moods where just, like, I feel down on myself. I feel, like, and, and I'll tell you the truth. This ep- this debut episode of Shower for the Soul was supposed to be dropped last week. I mean, we were, sorry, two weeks ago. But I couldn't. I I was in that mood where I just couldn't create anything. If I tried to create it, I was failing. I was not happy with anything that I was doing. There is a f- new feature coming up at the end of the show called Shane's Journal that I'm really hyped about. And I was trying to create the, the debut episode, which will be happening later on in this episode. Uh, but it was just not happening for me. I was playing with the music beds. I was playing with my voice. I was recording it over and over and over again, but I was just not happy with it. And listening back to them, they were all good recordings and I did really good at, (laughs) at, you know, creating this bit, but I, but it was just me. It was me not being happy and not in that place where I was satisfied with what I was doing and I couldn't explain it. It was just the funk that I was in and the funk continues. It could be sad, the seasonal um, disorder where you get sad in certain seasons. I get sad in the winter. A lot of things have happened in the past decade or so in the winter time. Actually, two of the last times I went to therapy were in the winter. Um, so maybe that could be it. I don't know. But I'm dealing with it. I'm using um, an online site called uh, Talkspace right now where it's an online counselor and I'm just chatting with her and she's doing really well. Uh, trying to dig into uh, the the root of what's happening. And I totally support it. If you want to get more information about Talkspace, you can uh, email me at hostshane at gmail.com or you can go to Talkspace.com. They're not sponsoring the show. I have no affiliation with Talkspace except for the fact that I'm um, a client and they're my provider. But... Now, as I was saying, I didn't think this time was important enough for me to go physically to see a counselor in London, Ontario. I'll tell you this. It's because it's not, it's, I'm not belittling talk space. I'm not saying, oh, I just need someone to talk to. And it's, you know, they're not, you know, professional or not. You know, it's nothing like that. It's the fact that I think I'd be wasting um, my time. Um, and the counselor's time if I went full-fledged into counseling with someone. Because I know what happens when you go into those offices. And you'll just dig up stuff that isn't necessary to be dug up, you know? Uh, I just need to talk to someone, and this is perfect. If you just need to someone to, to shoot the shoot, shit with... 
um, on a daily basis, I recommend Talkspace. She's doing beautifully. And, and I'm saying this publicly because I feel that, as I said before, you know, I never thought as, as, as therapy as something to be ashamed of or something to, you know, to hide. Um, 2020, and we're finally getting enough uh, courage to say, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm going to see a therapist. And, and I, I salute you for saying that and um, letting people know. And um, I know a lot of people do because I posted this on my social media and there are friends that have emailed me, asked me about Talkspace, but also sharing me, sharing with me some stuff that they've been going through. And um, it's, it's uh, you know, 10 years ago, I don't think they would have shared that information with me, even though we were friends. It's become uh, a norm now, which I'm really thankful for that, you know, we can actually have an open conversation of not only I'm going to see a therapist, but also why I'm seeing a therapist. So I just want to put that out there and I'm doing well and I'm happy and I'm, I'm doing my show and I'm in that creative space now and it's going all well. And, um, and I owe a lot of it to talk space and, um, and not listening to my heart beat over and over again so yes so thank you for everyone who's been helping me and supporting me and everything and i have posted uh resources on shanefame.com my blog if you need them uh you can go to uh shanefame.com and at the bottom of my post i've been seeing a therapist you can find a link of resources if you need them too okay oh, now that's over <laughs> i want to uh get into this new feature that i'm really happy about um and that will be coming up in just one sec Okay, now before we leave, I'm going to uh, debut a new feature on uh, Shower for the Soul and something that I'm really happy about. And there's a little backstory to this. So years ago, I was a Tumblr guy and I used to be on that site. 
and I had a blog on that site. It uh, was a blog where I didn't promote, I didn't dr drive traffic to. It was just a blog where I could write for myself, not edit, nothing, just to get my feelings out. So a few months ago, I uh, revisited that blog and I found some really good stuff there that I wrote. And so I thought I would share them. So Shane's Journal is going to be a new feature on the show. I'm trying to get it here for week weekly. Um, I'll see how that happens. But uh, it's going to be me reading actual journal entries from the Tumblr site. And in honor of Valentine's Day coming up on Friday, I believe. Is it Friday? Yes, Friday. I'm going to start with this one. Ladies and gentlemen, the debut episode of Shane's Journal with the Wonder Years. Shane's Journal, Wonder Years, posted March 20th, 2014. spent hours staring at the night sky like most teenagers when everyone else was sleeping I'd be up looking out the window hurting my neck trying to get a glimpse of every single constellation up there if I didn't know their names I would give them a name and jot it down and remember it for next time when I was 16 I was dating a girl who lived a few blocks away from me we would sneak out on Thursday nights, right after Party of Five and 90210, and meet up at the nearby park. We would lay beside each other, gazing at the stars. I would do a roll call of the constellations and names that I made up years earlier. I did so confidently, Liberty would believe me, then hit me when she found out that I was fibbing. I forgot the names now, but I do remember that every Thursday, while our chatter might have been the same, our worries and fears and hopes and dreams were constant. The sky always had something new to amaze us with. And while we thought that our worries, fears, hopes, dreams were the biggest things in the universe, as soon as we took sight of the beautiful sky, we realized how small we were how many Shane and Liberties there were in the world, sneaking out of their homes to stargaze. I used to tell Liberty our nights staring at the stars was very Kevin and Winnie from Wonder Years-like. Almost 20 years later, I realized that was an amazing comparison because those were our Wonder Years. journal that I'll be copying hopefully weekly here on the Shower for the Soul. I am Shane Alessander. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I know it's been a pain for us not to connect earlier and it's been so long for us to uh, have this debut episode for the second, second season but I'm really really happy that I'm here again and that you're listening and that we're all together sharing and loving and just being each other's friend. So thank you again. And if you love this episode, like I'm sure you did, <laughs> uh, you can always like and subscribe and leave us a love note or review. 
Uh, if you need to get anything off your shoulders or you have a comment or have an idea for the show, just send me an email at uh, postshane at gmail.com. You can always DM me on one of my social medias, Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at SFTSPodCST. And of course, the website is shanefame.com. I'll be back next week. Have a good week. I'll see you next time. In the meantime, be well and take care of each other. Shower for the Soul is written and produced by Shane Fame Alexander. Shower for the Soul is a Fame and Friends production.